Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. I am your host, Pastor Steve Pearson, with Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and we are delighted that you can join us today on the broadcast. If this is your first time listening to Shouts of Grace, we want to welcome you and let you know that you can go to shoutsofgraceradio.com and there you can catch up on all of the past broadcasts as well as drop us an email or a question or an encouragement if that's what you choose to do. And if you are a return listener, we want to welcome you back and thank you for your support. Also, if you are in the northern Utah County area and you're looking for a home church, why not stop by Redemption Hill? We meet Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. at Vista Heights Middle School there in Saratoga Springs. We'd love to meet you and um, chat with you a little bit and just kind of kind of uh, thank you for your support and your encouragement. Um, As you know, we've been going through a series um, on Shouts of Grace um, with talking to different pastor friends of mine throughout the country, um, just lessons from the pulpit. Well, today we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit, and and, um, I've got on the phone um, one of our leaders at Redemption Hill um, over kind of our young adults ministry, um, Casey Reben. Hey, bud, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine. How are you doing? Good, man, good. Um, you know, w- what I want to do today is, you know, a lot of times I think the practical part of, of Christianity, um, you know, kind of the everyday uh, stuff that we do and obeying God and so forth. I think sometimes we can we can get a little kind of a little lazy on that at times. And, 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 and the more you walk with God, I think you're you have these truths ingrained in you. And, and I think sometimes we don't realize the importance of them until we we perhaps don't follow them and then we're left with the fallout of that and then God reminds us of how important that is and and so today what I want to do is I want to kind of tap into your experiences Casey you you grew up in in a, in a Christian family you grew up in the church and so you heard all the things you know of what to do and what not to do and one of those things you heard of 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 what not to do is don't be unequally yoked with non-believers and so um you know for our listeners uh, for our listening audience um when you were young um and you still are young <laughs> but when you were a little younger um you kind of ventured out a little bit on your own and so um tell us tell us kind of the story surrounding that and 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 maybe kind of what your experience was and 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 kind of let us in on on maybe some of the heartache that might have came from um, not fully following maybe what God wanted. Absolutely. So I mean, when I was uh, a teenager, just out of high school, um, I mean, I was all kinds of confused and didn't know how exactly I needed to step into my own independence. Um, I knew I wanted to make my own decisions, and so the people that were in my life that were speaking into it, I began to resist them more and more and more and distance myself from them. And I'd like to point out that before any of this started, a big part of what led to the heartache that I felt in being unequally yoked was isolation. Uh, I stopped listening to the people in my life who cared about me and who really wanted to see me do well. And what happened was uh, I met this girl at my work and uh, Initially, she wasn't interested in me at all, but I I knew from 
the beginning that this girl was special. And I knew up front uh, that she came from a, a former uh, LDS family and she was now agnostic. And uh, she, uh, like I said, didn't like me at all at the beginning. But I, I just knew that there was something about this girl. And I recklessly pursued her. And I convinced her that the relationship that she was in, in at the time was, was not the relationship for her. And over the course of several months was, was wooing this girl uh, until I could get her to agree to a relationship with me. And uh, that relationship lasted all of three weeks before I proposed to her. And we got married very, very shortly after. So I got kind of caught up in this whirlwind of my own independence and my rebellion and I will be my own adult and I will make my own choices. And I ended up in a marriage uh, well before I was ready for it. Hmm. So so let, let me ask you a question on let, let, let me pause on that because you said something interesting that you kind of were, were isolated now now <clears throat> you grew up in the church so you knew and were taught that that this wasn't something that 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 was right how how did you justify it in your mind saying and knowing okay I love God was there a way that you justified it or was it just like flat out rebellion hey I'm just gonna do what I want and so you know shine it <laughs> well in my mind, uh, all of my friends that I had grown up with and that had been in my life that weren't believers eventually got saved. Uh, I would invite them to church. I would uh, talk that, talk to them about God constantly. And eventually, you know, they would give in. God would work on their heart and they, they would get saved. And so that was that was my experience with the people that I was exposed to in, in my upbringing. So a part of me believed that I could help this girl get saved. I was in a way missionary dating. And honestly, a part of me just wanted uh, to make my own decisions and just wanted to rebel. Hmm. So biggest, go ahead. uh, The biggest difficulty with that, I would say, is that I didn't really know where to draw the line because she wasn't a believer and because I I wasn't holding her to a a believer standard. uh, A lot of what we could do and how we were going to act and behave around each other was left ambiguous because I couldn't make those lines around scripture because it wasn't fair to hold her to that standard. Hmm. You know, you bring up an interesting point because you said, you know, you didn't, um, as far as this line goes, you know, it, it, it's, it's interesting. Scripture says that in Proverbs 18, one, that, that he who isolates himself, he seeks his own counsel, and he quarrels against all sound judgment. I think you bring up a great point, Casey, and that is when a person isolates himself, is there really a line at that point? Because the line becomes very mobile. It just kind of moves because as you pull back and isolate yourself from friends who might know the truth and hold you accountable and ultimately from God himself in that sense, where is the line? How how do you even define a line if Scripture isn't that line? I mean— I initially get apprehensive about the things that were making me uncomfortable, but over time, uh, like I said, being isolated without having a a checks system in place for what I was doing and the decisions that I was making, like you said, that, that line starts to move. And ultimately, it becomes a battle with my personal conscience rather than a check against the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's where the the 
root of, of my sin and the rebellion that came from it uh, originated. Hmm. And so now you're married to a non-believer. Um, what, what was that like? What was it? Was the marriage everything and, and all the bliss that you thought it would be? I mean, tell me what that was like. Uh, absolutely not. I mean, we had a lot of fun really early on, but there was so much turmoil and there was so much strife. And, uh, ultimately there were problems with, with my sin because you can't really get away with just letting one sin into your life. So other sin was creeping in. And Mm. I mean, a few months into the marriage, I thought it was just going to end that it was all, all a mistake. And she was staying with her folks for a little while because we just couldn't be around each other. And it was it was desperately painful because I knew that I loved this girl and I knew that I wanted to be with this girl forever. But at this point, I was in a relationship that I had no idea how to navigate. And I felt like I didn't even have self-control over myself, let alone any idea on how to manage a relationship as serious as a marriage. Hmm. And so, and so God's, God's command to the believer to not be unequally yoked was, was actually coming into focus for you as to why God would command such a thing. Absolutely. I mean, one of the most difficult parts about being married and still identifying myself as a believer was recognizing that, okay, now that I've got her, the most important thing is her salvation, which to be fair, was an unrealistic expectation because I was moving the line. I had already made massive concessions before I was getting to this point. But I remember one of our most prevalent recurring fights was when I would tell her, you need to get saved, you need to love Jesus, you need to look into this. And she would beg me through tears never to have the conversation again. And I would just yell back, there is no other fight that's worth having. And it just hurt us both so deeply because I hadn't set fair expectations. And honestly, I wasn't even aligned in the right place uh, to to help her on her journey. Hmm. Hey, you're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to Shouts of Grace. I am your host, Pastor Steve Pearson, with Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, and I am on the phone with uh, the college leader at Redemption Hill, uh, Casey Reben. And we've been talking about this idea of young people being unequally yoked, entering into relationships with people that don't share the same um, ideology, worldview, um, even religious convictions, um, and and even going as far as marriage, marrying them. And and Casey's sharing his story about how he um, actually married his wife, Kate, who's, who's and we're going to get into this amazing story of redemption now, um, how he married Kate and, and they they were on two different wavelengths as far as their spiritual wavelengths and just the the, the turmoil and, and the tension that existed in the marriage. And so, um, Casey, I, what I want to do now is I kind of want to switch gears a little bit because because what you've explained really clearly is, look, I, I went outside of God's decree. I went outside of God's parameters for the believer. I did what I wasn't supposed to do. I married a non-believer, and, and the results were 
not only tumultuous, but could have been catastrophic. But but as good as God is, he interjected and he did something radical. And, and that radical thing is he redeems our mistakes and he just is able to bring something amazing out of something that's that's just messed up. And so so now take take us to the point where things turn around because your wife is saved today and Kate is serving the Lord and you guys as a family are serving the Lord. What in the world happened? I mean, ultimately what happened was we had our first son and uh, the day after he was born, uh, something kind of switched gears. I mean, during the pregnancy, Katie was definitely reevaluating her religious priorities because we had to decide how are we going to raise this child? We can't raise him uh, in different beliefs. And so she started to move back towards the LDS church. But ultimately, uh, what she saw there was that the reason she had left it in the first place was the same as uh, the reason that she needed to continue to walk in a different direction. And so what happened was we moved back to Utah. We had left Utah for a while and had our son out in Texas. And she decided that she was going to give God a year to get a hold of his heart. But she told me, look, I need this to be my journey. I need you to not pressure me. I need you to let me do this. And so she was listening to messages online and reading her Bible desperately. And a few months in, she called me and she said, I really feel God speaking to me. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to respond. And at that point, I didn't feel like it was appropriate to step on anything that God was saying to her. So I just told her, hey, go pray. Just go pray. Just go rest in the Lord and see what he has for you. And uh, a few weeks later, my wife had invited me uh, to take a Bible study and uh, to just put a little bit of context around it. Um, at this point, I, I was frustrated. We were uh, about four months into this commitment that she had made. And I felt like God has reached you. You have experienced God. You you know that he is there. You know that he wants you desperately. So why are you not giving your life up to him? So when she asked me to do the Bible study with her, I said no. And this led to one of the biggest fights that we had had in months. And ultimately what happened was I was talking to her about what she believed and walking her through the Romans road um, uh, the passages of salvation and Romans until we got to Romans ten nine, And at this point, I'm literally yelling the Bible at her. <laughs> and I just yell Romans ten nine. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from him, the dead, you will be saved. And then I looked up and I yelled, what do you need to do? And she said, I don't know. And I read it again. And then I yelled, what do you need to do? And she goes, I, I need to pray more. And then I read it again, and I yelled, what do you need to do? And she said, I need to get baptized. And I read it again, and I yelled, what do you need to do? Until she finally just cried out, nothing. And mm. that moment on, my wife was a completely different person. Wow. Um, she was regenerated at like 1230, uh, right after midnight. And uh, <laughs> at 1245, she's calling and waking people up to tell the good news. Wow. Wow. So it, it, it's interesting because, you know, first of all, you, you are, and you're not, might be, you are the only person who, um, who's, um, proselytizing, um, 
<laughs> efforts and uh, strategy was to win somebody over in an argument. Um, that's that's amazing. I don't know if we can replicate that, but but that's that's just awesome. Um, but it's interesting, Casey, because as you're talking and you're saying, you know, she, you're asking her what does she need to do, and it's kind of this over and over question. Each time she's responding with with what she knew. I I have to do this. I have to do that, and I have to pray more. I have to be baptized and, and whatever. And it's just indicative of a mindset inside of a religious culture that bases its salvation on performance and works that that even when a person really wants to embrace Jesus and the personal relationship with him that's still something that they carry to their to, to their last breath as they're as they're hanging up religion and grabbing onto relationship because it's just been ingrained in them is that do you find that now that Kate has turned that corner is there that imprint that that performance based religion has left on the psyche and and so forth that you have to deal with in your home or is God completely reconstructed everything well I think with Katie, the biggest thing was her understanding and finally realizing that grace comes before anything, hmm. that salvation was bought with a price. And although it is uh, something that is simple for her, it was not easy hmm. that if there were works that were required for her salvation, they were works that were done by Jesus. Wow. And I think that that's the biggest application that I can take out of my story or that I would encourage anybody who's uh, in relationships or, or, or trying to reach the people in your life. You just you have to remember that grace comes first and that grace is the grace of salvation. So if that's not what is first and foremost in the relationship, if that's not what is it, the entire relationship is founded on, then you're going to have the turmoil and you're going to have the heartache. Hmm. Casey, in the last couple minutes here, um, for the person that might be listening and thinking, well, you know, love is the most important thing and I love him or I love her. And so really God, you know, it worked out for you. So, so God can work all this out. What, what would you say to that person? I would say that if you love them and if love comes first, then you should consider what is the most loving thing that you can offer them. And the most loving thing that you can offer them is not your affection. It's not your time, uh, but it's your story. It's your testimony. It's the same salvation that you have uh, that is far more important than anything that you could get from each other. And building on that, starting with that, making sure that that is what is first in every relationship in your life is what will attune and align your relationship to grow in a way that is healthy and a way that doesn't have to work backwards um, and rebuild itself because you wanted to build on something that wasn't yet ready to be built on. Hmm. That's a that's an amazing word. And, and you know, let let me just say this as well. Um, you know, it, it is a it's such a, an amazing privilege. You know, when you get to see. Um, God's hand of redemption and how God works in people's lives. And, and you know, you might be listening and, and you might have made some of the mistakes that we talked about today. And so first thing, let, let us just reiterate this. There is no condemnation in Christ. And you might even find yourself unequally yoked in a relationship with a non-believer. And some of the things that Casey has said, you're just kind of mulling over in your mind. And you're thinking, man, tumultuous is a, is 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 a is a minor description of what I'm going through. Listen, God is still there and he's able to make 
the best out of the worst situations that 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 we put ourselves in. And we would say, listen, if you've gone that step and you've married somebody, um, then then man, get on your knees and pray how God could turn this around and redeem that marriage and that spouse. If you're in a relationship that you are not married uh, to 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 a non-believer, then we would say this: you are not bound to any man. You are bound to God, and we would encourage you, get on your knees and pray because God has a better plan for you. Hey, listen, Case, we're out of time uh, for today's episode. Man, I want to have you back on the program. This was awesome. So thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. All right. Great talking to you. All right. Hey, you're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We'll see you next time. God bless. Today's episode dealt with the subject matter that a lot of people have a really hard time with, and that is relationships with the opposite sex. Today's world defines love in a very different way. It's this emotion, it's this feeling that says, if I feel it, that's all that really matters. And consequently, what happens is a lot of Christians that love God find themselves in relationships that God actually never ordained. For example, a young couple meet somewhere and, and perhaps they start to talk and they and they find each other attractive. And before you know it, the heart is given away early before that person ever knows where the other person stands with God. And when that person finds out that that other person doesn't even have a relationship with God, the emotion that they feel actually overrides what God's Word says in being equally yoked. Well, what do you do in a situation like that? You know, some of you listening might find yourself in that place where perhaps, as you heard Casey say, he married a non-believer, and now you have this tumultuous relationship, and maybe you're thinking to yourself, the best way out is to run out, and we would say, no, stop, don't compound the mistake. Stake. Get on your knees and pray because God is able to change the heart of your husband or your wife. You will not be able to do it through any words that you say, but listen, you will be able to pray and God is a God of redemption and he very well may use you in that process as you get on your knees and pray. But maybe you're not married and maybe you're a young person and you find yourself in this relationship and, and, and all you can think of is, I just love him. I love him so much. We would say, hold on a second. Is that God's love that you have for him or is it your love? You are not married to them and you are bound to the word of God. And so we would ask you as well, pray. Pray before you compound the mistake and ask if this relationship that you're in is even from God. And then when God speaks to you through his word, have the faith and believe. And then be willing to take whatever steps necessary to preserve your relationship and obedience to God. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. You can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.